Hello, this is Gurmeher from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 6th of April. The second part of the budget session came to an end today as the Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha were adjourned, signed die. The session barely saw the transaction of any legislative business amid a standoff between the government and the opposition. The opposition later took out a Tiranga march to Vijay Chowk. At a press conference after the march, leaders of the opposition blamed the centre for a complete washout of the second part of the budget session. Before adjourning the Lok Sabha, Speaker Om Birla said that opposition MPs had systematically disrupted proceedings. Prime Minister Narendra Modi and several ministers, including Defence Minister Rajnath Singh, were present in the House. Most BJP MPs wore saffron scarves to mark the party's foundation day. Meanwhile, in the Rajya Sabha, Vice President Jagdeep Dhankar announced that the session's productivity was only 6.4% in the second leg. The House was adjourned signed die post his address and the playing of Vande Matram. Parliament proceedings have seen repeated disruptions during the second part of the budget session since 13th of March due to the protests by the opposition and treasury benches. While the opposition has been demanding a JPC probe into allegations against the Adani group, the BJP has been demanding an apology from Congress leader Rahul Gandhi for his remarks in the UK. Meanwhile, in the Rajya Sabha, Dhankar announced the continuation of the suspension of MP Rajni Ashok Rao Patil until a report by the Privileges Committee. Opposition members protested after the announcement. The primary suspect in the Kori Kori train arson case was questioned today. Sharuk Sefi is a 24-year-old carpenter from Shaheen Bagh in Delhi who worked in Noida, Uttar Pradesh. He is accused of setting fellow passengers on fire on the Alapuza Kanur Executive Express near Elathur in Kori Kori on 12th of April, leaving three dead and nine injured. He was arrested by the Maharashtra Anti-Terror Squad on Tuesday night at Ratnagari Railway Station. He was brought to Kodi Kod City on Thursday morning and taken to the police armed reserve camp at Malur Kunnu for preliminary questioning by the SIT led by ADGP MR Ajit Kumar. After a medical examination at the Government General Hospital in Kodi Kod, he will be presented before the Judicial First Class Magistrate Court. Police are reportedly considering the possibility of UAPA charges. The railway police have already registered a case against him under various sections of the Indian Penal Code, including 302 murder, 307 attempt to murder, 326A voluntary causing grievous hurt by use of acid, etc., 436 mischief by fire or explosive substance, and 438 whoever commits or attempts to commit fire or any explosive substance, as well as Section 151 of the Railway Act, which pertains to damage to or destruction of certain railway properties. The Reserve Bank of India's Monetary Policy Committee has decided to keep the policy repo rate unchanged at 6.5%, meaning interest rates for banks and customers will stay the same. RBI Governor Shakti Kanta Das explained that inflation remains above central bank targets, but economic activity is resilient and expected to grow by 7% in year 2022-23. Real GDP growth for 2023-24 is projected at 6.5%, with inflation projected to moderate to 5.2%, assuming a normal monsoon and annual average crude oil price of $85 per barrel. Indian stock market, meanwhile, saw a sharp rise after the announcement after a weak opening in the morning. Listeners, in March, a family of four from Gujarat's Mesana died while allegedly trying to cross the US-Canada border illegally. But it wasn't the first such case. 
When the United States eased its immigration policy in the 60s, it triggered a wave of legal migration by highly qualified Indians, followed by their families. And in Gujarat over the years, it was the Patidar community which was most influenced by this rising American dream and eventually carved a formidable niche for itself in the Indian diaspora story. A story about an American dream that's now turning into a nightmare for many, with the rise in illegal immigration from India and Gujarat. In hundreds of villages dotting the dusty landscape of northern Gujarat, one family after another recalls memories of separation from their loved ones and economic prosperity that's become a cross to bear. At the same time, this trafficking, or kabutarbazi as it's known in Gujarat, remains shrouded in secrecy with barely any convictions. News Laundry visited several villages across the state to understand the motive and methods behind this pattern. To know more, read the first part of our NLCNA project, Ways to Disappear. We're able to bring you such analysis and reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at rupees 300 a month. Hearing Manish Sisodia's bail application, the Delhi High Court today asked the CBI to respond within two weeks and posted the matter for hearing on the 20th of April. Sisodia was first arrested by the CBI in the liquor policy case on the 26th of February. Sisodia's counsel, senior advocate Dayan Krishnan, claimed that everyone except Sisodia has been granted bail in this case. The Rose Avenue Court on 14th November 2022 granted bail to Vijay Nair, Abhishek Bonipali and sent them to five-day ED remand in a separate case. Special CBI judge M.K. Nagpal had earlier rejected Sisodia's bail plea on 31st of March, saying that he prima facie played the most important role in the alleged criminal conspiracy related to the case. The central agency's case is that the excise policy was changed to benefit certain traders and kickbacks were received in exchange for the same. The ED and the CBI registered cases in relation to the alleged scam after Delhi Lieutenant Governor V.K. Saxena recommended a CBI probe based on a report by the Delhi Chief Secretary. APAS denied the allegations and maintained that Sisodia is innocent. Sisodia's argument is that the policy and the changes made in it were approved by the LG and the CBI is targeting the policy decision of an elected government. China has launched military drills in response to the meeting between Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen and U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The meeting, which took place in California, was held just a week after the President Tsai received a leadership award in New York. In the meeting, both Tsai and McCarthy reiterated their commitment to strong partnership between Taiwan and the U.S., despite Beijing's warning against it. As per BBC World, the timing of Tsai's visit was seen as a direct response to the growing hostility of U.S. towards China, as well as an attempt to display Taiwan's international recognition. Although China claims Taiwan as part of its territory, Taiwan continues to strengthen its democratic ties with the U.S. Meanwhile, Beijing has been trying to improve its relations with Taiwan by softening its tone towards Taipei and inviting President Tsai's predecessor, Ma Yingxiu, to tour the mainland. However, Beijing's move is seen as risky, as more than 60% of Taiwan's residents describe themselves as Taiwanese, not Chinese. At present, the relationship between Washington and Beijing is deteriorating, making Taiwan's position more vulnerable. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.